0: Welcome to Downtime Goes Downhill, a podcast mini-series that's taking you with us as we have a go at racing downhill at both a regional and national level, as well as chatting to some of the world's best to help us and you ride bikes downhills faster. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and I'll be joined by my good friends, Jonathan Matthews and Ben Thompson, three different riders with different abilities, strengths, weaknesses, goals and fears. We'll share our preparation, training, setup, along with our different approaches to getting faster and our progress. You'll hear all about our experiences at the races, good, and as you'll hear in this episode in particular, bad. We'll also be bringing in some of the best in the world to help us improve, so there's going to be heaps to learn too. Downtime Goes Downhill wouldn't be happening without the support of some incredible brands. So a massive thanks to Canyon Bikes, Fox Suspension, Wahoo Fitness, Fox Clothing and Protection, Maxxis Tyres, Magura Brakes, and We Are One Composites Wheels. This is episode seven, which covers our last race of the season at the final round of the Pierce Series in Hopton. Hear about our less than amazing preparation, find out why I've not been riding bikes very much lately, and hear about the progress that Ben and Johnny have made over the season. So without further ado, here's a downtime goes downhill episode seven with me, Ben and Johnny. all right boys we are sitting a couple of weeks off the back of our last race of the season the pierce round final round of the pierce series at hopton uh, which was an interesting weekend for all involved and um, we're going to catch up on what we did kind of coming into that race and the preparation side of things talk about the race itself um and then we'll probably hop back on the microphone in a couple of weeks time and just do a bit of a sort of season wrap up and talk about our thoughts from the season maybe what we might want to do from here and talk about some of the kit that stood out um amongst the bits and pieces that we got to use as well um but yeah we'll start off talking i guess a little bit about our preparation um that we had between uh national champs and the final round in hopton um I think maybe all of us struggled to get stuff done to some extent probably all for slightly different reasons but some similarity but Johnny let's start with you what um what kind of stuff were you up to to try and get in the best possible space for going well in Hopton
1: mm, well let's see I it was the summer holidays kids summer holidays so it was pretty full on um we managed to squeeze in a day at Dovey, which was wicked. And the the weather was kind to us as well, so that was pretty good. And that's kind of it.
0: <laughs> no no fitness?
1: I kept kept things ticking over a little bit, but it was just had all these plans about, you know, what I was gonna do during the kind of the summer holidays and it was just I can't even remember now, it was you know just seemed to be running from one thing to the other and doing stuff, so you know it was maintenance more than anything, which was yeah you know I had this like not grand ideas, but you know a, a good idea of you know making this progress through the through the summer or between the races, but it was surprisingly hard to kind of like tick things off and um you know with looking after the kids and um just just those type of things, so I managed to get out with uh, with my eldest on the bike a little bit. Um, I think all of us managed a day at Bike Park Wales with various degrees of, you know, not really going fast, cause we were with kids and friends and what have you. Um, but it was just time on the bike, I guess. And then, you know, once the kids went back to school, I, um, uh, the shenanigans obviously with getting back into that new ske- schedule, you know, got out on, on the bike for kind of like on my e-bike for the first time and
0: managed to have a proper big old crash on the first run. Um, what happened? We that, haven't really talked about that. I know you obviously um, had it, but I didn't really get to the bottom of what happened. I,
1: um, so I, was just, I was on a trail I know very, very well, and I just clipped the edge of my, my, my little finger on a tree. A uh, 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 um, fast enough pace to mouse kind of mousetrapped me into the floor onto my shoulder and it was probably the biggest crash I've had this year if I'm honest it was um, you know knocked the wind out of me um, you know I landed on my head as well it was and I had probably two weeks good two weeks off the bike um, you know hurt my shoulder cracked not cr- didn't break any ribs but it definitely cracked a little bit um, having done them quite a few times in the past, um so just had to take it really easy and then I managed a couple of uh rides the week before, hopped in and made myself ill,
0: so <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit uh yeah, my prep was uh suboptimal, I guess, like I've talked about this in the past, but I did Stone King rally back in June, and I looked at a calendar from when I finished when I got home from Stone King rally. So when I first felt like I was able to train again properly, and it was eight weeks. Um, so I think I had eight weeks of doing pretty much nothing. And then I did one week of good training. Then it was time to go to Leje World Cup for the week, uh, which was a pretty hectic week. I was helping with the misspent summers pop-up uh, shop out there, which was amazing, but it was like super long days, I guess, because we were there from sort of seven in the morning till Beyond that at night and then going for food afterwards. So it was pretty long. Got back from that, I was pretty tired, had some work stuff that I had to do. And then I got ill and uh, spent a couple of days pretty rough in bed. And uh, the rest of the week before the week of the race, I think, with a pretty heavy, sort of coldy, virusy kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I was feeling pretty substandard coming into the race. But that day at Dovey was a good, Johnny. I thought like it was nice yeah. just to put some laps in. With You and a friend of ours, Tim, came along as well. It was good fun, and uh, I felt like I had the bike set up real nice. So I did that like half day kind of low energy, but um, antistiniog just messing around with fork set up a bit, and um, it was the first time I'd been able to ride that. I did actually feel pretty good that day in Dovey, and the bike was in a good spot, yeah. so I was kind of yeah, I was pretty excited, I guess, to go to that final <laughs> race of the year. Um, but yeah, pretty underprepared. I think I've got less fit I, I, and more. Tired as the year's gone on. Sorry, go on, Johnny. I think you know, I was very excited about Hopton as well. It was
1: um the last the last race of the year. It was um a place I used to race at a long time ago. So I was excited to go and see that venue again. Um and I had it in my head, oh Hopton's always dry. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: expecting a dry. And race. so
1: I was excited, you know, I was like, Oh great, I'm looking forward to uh, you know. To that and obviously getting ill was wasn't ideal and we we'll touch on that later but yeah overall i was i was you know and regardless of the build-up i was very excited to go racing again
0: yeah definitely what about you ben what have you been up to i think you were heading out to do a little bit of kind of timing work on the bike you were interested to do a bit more of that
2: yeah so i'd got a bit of riding in between national champs and hopton and had just been focusing on technique uh the things we've talked about before, carrying a bit more speed out of turns, <clears throat> pushing pushing to feel a little look going a bit faster to feel a little bit less comfortable, sort of to push my speed up a bit, carrying speed in places. Um so I had been out for a few rides on the sender trying to work on that and using timing uh to sort of measure that too. Um like Johnny. Any sort of like fitness work went completely to pot <laughs> over the summer. Um, for me, it's just the sort of... I'd worked worked at a routine on my normal working week with the other responsibilities outside work where I could fit in getting to the gym and maybe getting on the turbo trainer here and there. And in, once you're in the summer holidays, kids are off school, you're going away, etc. All that just fell by the wayside. so I can't touch my toes anymore, which is pretty pretty going.
0: <laughs> How are you going backwards from that because you've just got yeah. to that point,
2: right? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm probably back to where I was at the start of the year in terms of that. I think I think what Johnny's saying you like it's I think the best you can hope for across the summer is probably to maintain to maintain whatever you've built up up, up to that point. Um, so kind of if we were going at this again, I'd probably get cracking a bit earlier. And then be more realistic in the summer about what what you could do, not <clears throat> not beat yourself up for uh, wasting that gym membership. Um, I did. I got a trip out to the Alps with the family, which was great. Couldn't squeeze the sender on our bike rack, which was already full <laughs> with four bikes. So unfortunately, this really hurt. I had to stay at home um so the enduro bike went out and uh did a bit of riding it was mainly with the family i had a couple of rides on my own where i could try a few things out but probably it wasn't really focused on racing i did one more race early september the steel city downhill in sheffield uh which is people aren't familiar with that it's pretty short sort of one minute 15 20 second race in a small wood on the edge of Sheffield. It's big fundraiser. The track is amazing. It's basically like a downhill BMX track, really. So a lot of berms and jumps and stuff. Um, someone on this call might have won the Masters category in that race sometime, but I won't name any names. Put your hand up for those on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny has won the Masters there, which is no mean feat because like, the Elite Race has been won by... He's won the Elite, but Pete, he's won the Elite race. win Masters has won the Elite race there. There's a few big names Josh, turned up. Josh Bryson, yeah, in his heyday. Probably the E. One. Um, So as, as a strong field. I was 11th, I think, out of about 35 vets. That's pretty good. Uh, about, it's a strong field normally. Yeah, seven, five or six seconds off the, off the winning pace. So that was a couple of weeks before Hopton, so that was a good sort of like... Uh, warm-up really and like you guys too i was like hopton will be hopton will be dry we've had our one like filthy race of the year (laughs) you only get one um so i was i was really like excited for it as well uh put a few things into practice have a good fun weekend um see what see what happened
0: yeah and i recorded the um episode with ollie morris about like race week and race weekend process um, just before Hopton actually and sent it to you guys to have a listen to. Um, did anything stand out there for you, Ben? Like anything you wanted to try and put in place for that uh, that race in Hopton?
2: Um, I mean, I think we'd probably worked t- right, out. First thing I'd say is if you're doing any racing, you should listen to that episode because it just like lays it all out for you. We'd sort of work some of those things out for ourselves, maybe across the uh, the stuff like just about being organised, you know, knowing what the timings are. Even though we didn't quite do that at the Hopton weekend, which we might get to talk about in a bit. <laughs> um, uh, all that practical stuff. The uh, I think the one thing that I I had in my mind was, and I think he mentions it in that, is he's talking about. Um, picking out key sections of the track, say where there's a key turn you've got to get right. So you're carrying maximum speed into that long straight so that you're getting sort of the most advantage from that. So that's, that was the one thing that I had in the back of my mind to try and focus on. I think we talked about that principle before, but it was a real opportunity to put it into practice.
0: Nice. Johnny, what about you? You had a listen to that episode, and I think you, you said it resonated with quite a lot of what you were already doing. Was there stuff there that you... Pulled out that you wanted to try and put in place for Hopton.
1: I think it made me more mindful of what I was doing. I was, I was doing a lot of it already, and it was, it was reassuring to have have it pointed out that what I was doing was, you know, a good idea. Um, it just uh, put it, it allowed me to concrete the the plan a bit more, and to, um, well, the plan was going into the weekend to have a, you know a bit um just be slightly more organized with with the runs and um, what i was going to do okay fair and we Uh, and also take a try take a trail bike you know to spin around (laughs) like ollie says however the trail bike firmly stayed in the car because i couldn't bear the prospect of having to wash it (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was enough
0: enough rain uh for anyone that weekend it wasn't going to be doing any more riding than we actually needed to do for the race um we did track walk for the first time on the evening all mm. together. Me and Ben did it at um, National Champs, but Johnny, you managed to get away a bit earlier and I think Hopton's just that little bit closer as well to where you live, so it made life a yeah. bit easier. Um, yeah, how did you find that track walk, Johnny? Was that a useful thing for you? It was, it
1: was hard work. I was like sweating. It was out of breath.
0: Because you were I ill? Was feeling,
1: yeah, awful. Absolutely. But it was good to do. It was nice to, to walk the track. But yeah, I was ruined
0: afterwards. Yeah, fair play. What about you, Ben? Did you get much out of that?
2: Yeah, I like to. I like to know what's coming and s- sleep on it a bit. I think just so I can kind of, kind of process it as well. Um, so I think it was really, <clears throat> really valuable, and you could go into the start of practice the next day. Uh, you didn't have to have like a site you'd have to have a sighting run down you know what's coming up already you're already thinking about what the critical parts are <clears throat> I think i felt like at the first round we never really because we, got, we didn't do a track walk. We got there, we just got riding. We're having a great time. It was dry and it was dusty and it was fun <laughs> and exciting and all new. And uh, we just were doing run after run after run. And we never really, I, like, I, I didn't like stop and look at any key sections or anything like that, just road, road and road. So um, I think it was well worth the like half day's holiday from work to get there in time to have a proper walk up and, and uh, check it all out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't feeling in a particularly good place going into that weekend. Like I've struggled with riding, I've not felt right in my body for quite a long time, I guess. And uh felt kind of a bit spaced out occasionally when I've been riding. I wasn't really stoked to go racing that weekend. Um but actually doing the track walk, like the track looked mint and it was in pretty good condition. There was a few slippery bits, but it was in pretty good nick. Um they'd put in some nice little fresh bits. There wasn't anything on the track that, like, looked scary for me. Like, it all looked like it was within my abilities, which is always reassuring. And I felt like it was the sort of track that I could probably go quite all right on, like, sort of terrain that I like to ride. So I actually came out of track walk feeling, like, a bit more buoyant about it, actually. Like, pretty excited to to go and race a thing. But we did have quite a lot of uh, rain overnight on the Friday. Like, the... (laughs) the dry like the forecast was kind of mixed there it wasn't clear whether it was going to rain or whether we were going to get off lightly and uh it definitely went in about the worst possible direction on that like it was um, probably the worst rain on the sunday i guess but it definitely rained Mm. a lot coming into saturday um but i was yeah i was trying to put myself in a positive headspace like get kitted up right let's go up and try and enjoy this and uh, my weekend didn't last very long. Um, we bumped into an old mate from uni, which was Ace, uh, John Wharton, a good friend of ours from many years ago, um, who does a lot of the Pierce races. So we like met with him and gone up to the top of the track to ride the first practice run together. And um, there's like, an open section at the top where it had been felled, like loads of roots and stuff, and a massive slide Like before even really getting to any corners. Um, and realised like it was pretty slippery on the routes. Um And then, yeah, like two or three turns further down the track, just put my wheel, like it wasn't even um, a root; it was just like a slightly angled piece of dirt, I think, and just literally pushed my front wheel out from underneath me, uh, slammed me into the deck, like pretty hard. It was kind of a weird one. I was like, all right, that's it. And then like, as I thought that I'd stopped Kind of went a bit further, and like my head hit the, the stump that was like a cut off stump there. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like hurt a bit. Got up, and I was like, oh, my something's wrong with my shoulder. Like it just felt really, like heavy. Like kind not numb, but like, not right and kind of heavy. I was like, "Mm, that doesn't feel good. I like had a little poke around in it. I was like, I think my collarbones are right. Like, it just about moves, but it's sore. I'll go, I'll walk back up the track, like, push my bike one-handed and uh, just go and see the start marshal and try and get, like, get a lift down. Um, Yeah, by the time I got up there, it was pretty sore, so she called a medic. Um, And fair play, Uh, the medics at the pierce race is whatever system they've got set up there is super good, they were absolutely on it. But while I was waiting a couple of minutes for them, I just felt this, like, really weird like graunchy feeling in my shoulder <laughs> nice. and, uh, <clears throat> but it was mint because like all that heaviness straight away just disappeared and like for a few seconds I was like totally pain free and then there was a different like sort of more intense pain um but anyway so i explained it to the medics three of them three of them came over i was very well looked after um super nice really good like talk through what had happened had a good feel around check blood flow and everything and they were like oh we think you probably like partially dislocated your shoulder and it's gone back in which is good um like we'll get a land rover up for you get your lift down go and see the like main medic down the bottom and they'll give you some ibuprofen and paracetamol and whatever um so yeah fair play Pierce couldn't have done a better job of like the medical side and the recovery side of things for helping people get off the hill. And I bumped into you guys at the bottom were wondering where I would got to, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, got got a bit of paracetamol and a an nice pack off the medic. And that was kind of it really, packed up the car. And uh, it just sort of summed up, like I felt, I didn't feel good coming into the weekend. I hadn't felt good on the bike the week before i'd got stuck in gridlock traffic twice on the way there uh, and had to sort of make escape routes to get out of it like it just felt like i wasn't supposed to be doing it um and uh yeah kind of highlighted i guess three runs three corners into the first run of the day and i was and out which was like in a way good because i wasn't if i'm honest with myself i wasn't feeling it and i didn't really want to be racing i didn't feel like my body was in the right position for it but I was pretty excited by the track, and I was keen to spend the weekend riding with you boys because it's always good fun. Um, but yeah, it took me out. Um, so that was a bit of a shame, but it left you boys to crack on uh, with it and make the most of it. Um, Johnny, would- start with you. Go on, Ben. Go
2: on. So, you sort of saying, if if you hadn't had a race, would you have ridden that, that weekend? No. No? Nah. Okay. No. You sort of um, start to see... Especially like when we've got three races, three races in a year, like Johnny was ill as well, probably wouldn't have ridden under normal circumstances had no. it not been the race um <clears throat> you you maybe make decisions that decisions to ride that you wouldn't at, at other times, and unfortunately it was really costly for you, but you sort of start to see the pressure that might be there for people who are doing that for a living 100%. Uh, why they might make decisions to race when not fit or things. quite interesting.
0: Yeah. Not even just people that do it for a living, but if you've committed like to doing that series and you've booked everything and you've taken time away from your family and all that kind of stuff, like you're there is a pressure, I guess, to go do it, right? You've committed to it and you've got to kind of get it done. But yeah, yeah, on any other weekend, I wouldn't have been on a bike. And Johnny was definitely, <laughs> yeah, I think you were like a week behind me on the illness. So you were like, you were pretty much peak illness on the Friday coming into the Saturday morning, probably, huh? Like you sounded not, bad on, not bad dear, on not Saturday not morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, I woke up on Friday and I felt awful. And I was contempl- I was chatting with my, my wife, contemplating just dr- you know going back to bed and driving up early on the Saturday morning just to kind of give myself a bit more rest. But, you know, I, it come midday, I got up and, you know, you can only spend so much time Wallowing in bed, so i um get you know got up had some something to eat. I thought, well, I'll just pack the car anyway and go through the motions, and you know, I just decided that I'd just drive up and you know might as well uh, after lunch got up we managed to do track work track walk, went to bed early um not the best night's sleep, and then just you know tried to make the most of it, so come come practice the first the first two runs were were hard and but we did make the decision to swap tires when we got there uh from dries to shorties uh, which was definitely the right decision i think that
0: was day 2 they used i think you rode all of day 1 on Asagai dhr2 front and rear
1: did we i can't remember yeah it was what that did we do
2: it was that way around <laughs> because <laughs> oh man see but i can't remember what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> it was all a haze because what did we do? We got because we got there. So one of the things was we got uh, we thought practice on Sunday started later than it did because I can. Yeah. So, so like Ollie's like get your routine all correct so that everything runs to plan and you don't get stressed and stuff. And we arrived there, realized oh I think before we left where we were staying we realized actually practice started half an hour earlier than we'd planned. So it was maybe already going then we we got there we got to this muddy field and then decided we should change our tires which would have been That's way it. easier back back where we were staying yeah. uh and so like, like because from, it was
1: running quite well on the Saturday on drys yeah. wasn't it yeah 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 50 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah because i think some people were on dry some people were on wet, some people on full wets and everyone was seemed to be doing all right yeah to be honest. it didn't really
0: matter yeah yeah, how yeah. was practice on Sunday then, Johnny? Did the body warm up after a bit? On Saturday, S- on Saturday, yeah, the first day. Um, not the first two
1: runs. It, I was a complete passenger, and then you handed me the GoPro to do the course preview. So I put it on my bike, and then I was at the top with with Ben, and Ben sets off at this almighty pace, and I'm like, oh my god, I've got, I've got to keep up for the views. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in trouble with a gaffer if I don't keep up. So it forced me to actually like um, ride faster and going that bit faster kind of like it made everything a bit easier, which is for me often the case, you know, if there's like a key pace and if you're slightly behind the pace, you know, the timing's off, everything's off and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then you go that bit faster and everything is just a bit... <laughs> clicks a bit so so thankfully Benoit dragged me into some semblance of (laughs) my pleasure uh, of of, uh, race pace not even not even race pace just like uh decent decent speed um so after that it was yeah I I started to enjoy myself and um you know anytime I did any kind of kind of hard effort though I felt you know come to the bottom I'd be like oh my god what am I doing (laughs) but it was you know make the most of it it was you know it was fun it was the the conditions actually we should say that the track was was in the wet was mint and it wasn't raining so you know we didn't get too muddy and it was you know challenging um the track handled the water really well there were some sections that were still really loamy so you know it was about you know for mixed conditions it was Amazing it was you know it was really good fun to ride,
0: yeah, cool. what about you, Ben? How did you approach that first day of practice? Did you have like things you wanted to get done or like a, a sort of structure to the day? We talked Ollie had given some thoughts about like doing a race pace, maybe not full race pace, but doing like a full effort run kind of a few runs into the day just to start working out how that feels and stuff. but I think with the weather and everything going on, like a lot of the plans sort of went to went to the wall yeah River.
2: definitely definitely the plans went to pot a little bit because of the weather um yeah i had this I had a sort of plan to get used to the track get comfortable with it and then start like as we'd been doing outside racing through the summer starting to try and build up speed by <clears throat> carrying a bit carrying yeah you know, riding a bit beyond the edge of comfortable and trying to work think consciously about technique round turns and stuff um but that was really difficult because um it was it was wet and muddy and um i think maybe maybe at the last couple of races um we'd just been well certainly at the national champs it had been like main main line with confidence you weren't really thinking about where you were going you were just following the main line down the hill whereas at pierce you were looking for you were looking for the best lines. There were certain kit lines that, w- that I wanted to hit in certain turns. But then that would change as the course sort of bedded in and developed or new th- new lines picked up. Um <clears throat> and I had real difficulty being confident about where the track was going, particularly there's a it sort of had a rooty section at the start that was in the open and then it went into a a dark forested section with turns and straightaways and turns and straightaways. And I struggled to get those in the right order in my head. So I was having to think really carefully about that section. And so there was all this sort of like cognitive load going on that meant thinking about technique and Ollie's advice, etc. There wasn't, there wasn't really space, space for that. Um, So I kind of need, need to get to the point where, in terms of those technique uh, points, they're, they've become automatic. So mm-hmm. I'd have to consciously think about them, you know, just keep working on it, working on it until it's just what you do whenever you're riding, which yeah. would come, I guess, with time. But, yeah, it was noticeable that there was a lot of, lot of thought required, more than I'd felt at any of the other races this year.
0: Do you think that's because for the first time we were looking more at lines like we'd done that track walk we'd there, and there were some lines that were well worth having there was bits of like really fast sections that you could kind of straighten up there was a few that were maybe quite subtle but worth having like there was there was for, for a track that was broadly speaking like relatively straightforward for anyone to get down there were quite a few little pieces here and there that could really aid um that speed and i guess it's it's learning to deal with that but learning to learn a track as well like we've never uh, really done it in that level of detail before maybe
2: yeah i I think there was there was options everywhere really most turns probably had a couple of things couple of choices um and and maybe as well maybe there wasn't much much between them uh to to choose so you'd maybe be trying one one run And another the next run or just getting it completely wrong and ending up on some other line on another run and realizing oh maybe this works um and a lot of it would uh, a lot of it would link in it, it, they weren't in isolation these turns either they'd have an it would be like sets of turns and each would have an impact on the next so you're thinking about more than one one turn at the same time as well um yeah a, for, from what appeared to be fairly straightforward uh, there was a lot to think about
0: yeah definitely. so how did you feel at the end of the first day then ben like did you feel you knew where you were going? Did you think you were up to speed? you're happy with how you got through
2: that day uh, i I wasn't where I wanted to be still felt uh a bit uncertain about certain key sections the roots the roots at the top <laughs> still i didn't didn't really feel like I got those down um there's one turn in particular where you had well, you had to it was difficult to set up into it. It was like a left hander with some roots just, just just after. You had to like slow for, for me anyway, had to slow a fair bit into it and really t- commit to like this sort of mid-air turn. And um so many times I got that wrong. Um and there was another line as well, further down in the like dark wooded section um that we'd picked out where if you turn in a bit early, you could get over to the left-hand side, and that straightened you up for the next turn, which was over a little rise. So, meant as sort of like Ollie's tip, you could carry a fair bit more speed into that into the probably the only one long straightaway that there was on the course. And Johnny and I had picked that out, and Johnny had got onto it, shown me the way on, and I could not, I could not get on, I could not get on, um, and I was, you know, missing it. Stopping dead in the turn, uh, just getting it completely wrong every run. And eventually, this was, you know, there's another bit another bit of advice, sage advice from Ollie, I think, was, um, I can't remember what his phrase is, but it's like, uh, it's terrible, I should have done my homework. It's like, uh, the best line is the one you've committed to. Yeah. So even though that left-hand line was the better one, I couldn't get on it. So in the end, I just, I gave it up and didn't didn't ride it and that's probably far better
0: yeah definitely at least you know where you're going and you know yeah. you can ride it confidently and you can
2: stop thinking about it then as well you've got a bit more headspace to deal with everything else that's going on
0: yeah worth giving it a try if you know that it could be better but if it's not clicking for you then i guess mm. yeah letting it go at some points right what about you johnny how did you feel by the end of the day pretty tired i'm guessing but were you happy i was with happy. Where you were at? Just
1: happy just happy had just happy i'd survived. you know it was I was in one piece I'd stayed on the bike which based on the previous race was a major result
0: um so
1: yeah you know all things considered I was pretty happy
0: yeah and then the cleanup operation begins do you feel like having been through that pretty hellish mud race at national champs do you feel like you were better prepared this time around to like deal with everything a mud race can throw at you I thought I had all my bike cleaning lines really
1: well planned ahead of time, and I hit them all perfectly. <laughs>
0: you executed. You rode <laughs> yeah. your bike cleaning with confidence. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. Was,
1: um, and but at the end of that, at the end of uh, Saturday, um, you know, we cleaned the bikes off, but they weren't too bad in the grand scheme of things. It were, you know, the type of mud at Hopton. It, you know, it washes off pretty quick, and it leaves the bike. Um, clean almost straight away whereas when we were at bala it's that clay mud and you wash it you bike and then you have a look and you realize it's still completely muddy so it you know it was like two cleans to get it properly clean whereas at hopton it, it you know it cleaned quite quickly yeah you know the new the nuances of bike cleaning bike races
0: yeah and uh, it was it was a weekend that uh, clashed with the world cup and a uh, world cup Uh, on US time zones which meant we got to go home uh, back to where we were staying and sit and watch the World Cup together which was absolutely mint I normally end up watching those things uh, on my own for work or sometimes at the race if I'm lucky but yeah it was super cool to watch with you you guys and uh, get stoked on riding and stuff despite being in a little bit of pain and on (laughs) the few paracetamols to get through the evening but and all get good. getting punched in the arm by Ben. <laughs> yeah, I did get punched in the shoulder by Ben. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sympathy you get from your uh, good friends. Um and then yeah, up on day 2 and uh, the weather again overnight we would had quite a lot of rain and the rain did sort of set in for the day. I stayed at the accommodation to like pack up and the uh, sort a of few things out and then you boys headed over onto site. And like you say, I think there was a plan pretty much straight away to put the Max's shorties on and get ready for a day in the mud. Ben, was that an easy call for you to make? Do you think now you've got a bit more experience of that tire? Uh,
2: it was pretty clear. We we got to the car park and like people were coming <laughs> down from one run and they were absolutely filthy. The car park was like underwater at the bottom, and people had abandoned their vehicles at the gate and stuff. It was clear that. It was going to, it was, well, I guess we hadn't seen the track and it had been all right the day before, but the kind of, the vibe was like, it's only going to get worse from this point. And yesterday it was 50-50. So I think we both looked at each other and were like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Much as we hate, everyone hates changing tyres in a muddy field in the rain. <laughs> but better to change them while the bike's clean Bef- than to change yeah, them after the first one, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess if we hadn't done it, then we would probably committed to dry tyres for the rest which, of the day. Which
0: pe- some people were making work. I think the conditions yeah. were pretty pretty sloppy and kind of anything went to some extent. But um, yeah, Johnny, talk us through those couple of practice runs in the morning. Was it just a case of getting your body warm through and trying to feel all right on the bike? Or did you have a bit more of a plan to it?
1: Uh, just, you know, I think the first one was a bit of a feeler to... Did we do two or three, Ben? I think we just did the minimum Yeah, we just did two, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I I think it was, there was definitely a bit of energy uh, um, conservation, not conversation. And the first run was a a bit of a sighter um, and it, it was apparent that the track wasn't too bad. And then the second run, I think for me, the second run went a lot worse than the first run. So... But it was what it you know it was what it was, and just kind of took
2: it as as it was really. what about you, Ben? um, I think he was just trying to <clears throat> trying to well first first run again, just see what the conditions are like second run, try and go at a bit of pace and hit stuff which probably hit hit the lines, which may didn't happen everywhere, but um, I think I was. Quite happy with that and things. It was. I think it probably had changed a bit between first those first and second runs. So it's clear it's going to be different throughout the day, and you'd have to sort of take things as they appeared each run. Yeah, but I was quite happy with that. I was ready to go and have a sit down under a raised car boot, car boot <laughs> lid for a few, for
0: an hour or two. Did either of you put in a full like effort run? Before your two race runs, like it's something that Ollie talked about. Obviously, Johnny, you're conserving energy and not feeling great, so it's probably not a priority for you. What about you, Ben? No, I don't
2: think so. It's, I it didn't seem too bad at, um, Hopton actually, uh, at National Champs and at the Pierce before. You just always there was always people you're always catching people or people stopped. I, I think we probably did get a few clean clear runs at hopton but i never really had it in my head that that was that was a possibility to go at full pace actually i think on sunday i think on sunday it was a bit challenging in terms of traffic maybe because um there's that shorter period of time to practice and everyone's getting on the track it did seem a bit busier on sunday morning so um yeah no i didn't didn't take ollie's advice on on that one (laughs) Fair
0: enough. And then we're into uh first race run. So Pierce is a two race run format. Um how like how are you feeling? Johnny, we'll start with you. Like, did you have an approach <laughs> a different a different approach run one to run two? Like what how Because it, it just I mean it rained pretty heavy for a lot of that day, right? It was I mean we're glad we were lucky to have the uh the Fox Flexair, Air, uh, near shell waterproofs, which oh, yes. have been incredible and got way more use than any of us <laughs> expected throughout the season. So you've managed to kind of stay dry, which is good, especially when you're a bit poorly. But we, were, were you managing? Were you ready for a race run?
1: Um, I don't know whether I was ready, but it, you know, it kind of was what it was. So I was, you know, ready to go up and give it a go, and. I think, you know, my main aim was to try and go a little bit faster, uh, be safe, get that in one piece and and just take stock. And then based on that, you know, uh, judge that pace and think about the second run. So get, you know, which isn't normally my approach, but it was. I was just like, right, let's get one, uh, something, a full run, at, at some semblance of pace and see how it goes. Yeah. Really. Um, and and you know, I was kind of uh, mindful that the track conditions could have changed a lot because of the you know just st- steady rain. And um, I wasn't too worried about the stuff in the woods. It was the top section that was um, seemed to change so so much. You know, I saw at one point I um, a st- a stopped to watch uh, in practice on the Sunday, and. You know a guy came through uh absolutely blazing and he stopped to push back up and then he did it again and messed up completely you know i was like "Well, you know he, one minute he's going super fast and the next minute he's you know he's having the same problems as us so i think it was more case of you know just trying to get through that um section without losing a great amount of time really. yeah so what that, about that's you, what fair? i aim to do
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> I'm laughing because when we got to the when we got to the top. So uh, when we got to the top for the first race run, um, we've we've got these o- ODI number boards that you attach, you clamp to your stanchions, and we so we've uh, very pro Velcro velcroed our number boards onto these. Uh, Onto these, onto the like the back, the backboard, and when, when we got to the top on Johnny's bike, the Velcro was on, but the number board, the number board had gone. It just like <laughs> given up because it was so wet and it'd fall, fallen off at some point. And that would have that would have like really put me off, you know, because Johnny had to go and like speak to the marshal and like some races are really strict about that sort of thing because it's sort of a safety issue. But they found all oh, gone. However, I knew the marshal, uh, the, the, the head marshal, because
1: um, she's from the same town I grew up in. She's a year below me at school and we, we were at the, in the mountain biking club together. So I was hoping that, you know, that could carry some sway. Anyway, as it turns out, Pierce were completely amazing and sorted the issue and said, it's fine. Just ride down without it and go and get a replacement. So
2: yeah, was good. So that would have really put me off. I'd have been like me too. Uh, Freaked me out just before my first race run, but uh, yeah, it didn't affect didn't affect Johnny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I th- I did, I did it went went pretty well that run. Um, it was sort of a bit of a feeler because things seemed to have... I think things had changed a little bit, but the the, uh, the grip was as good as previous runs. Um, didn't have any massive issues, largely went where I wanted to go, didn't muck stuff up, so I was fairly happy with the happy with the first run.
0: Yeah, so I think you were sitting in, Ben was in eighth and Johnny in twelfth after the first runs. And um, you do end up with quite a bit of time between your first run and your second run. And uh, there was quite a lot of rainfall in that period as well. Um,
2: <laughs> Just a bit.
0: Like a lot. <laughs> um so the point i mean the road outside was flooded like it was pretty insane there was a lot of stuff getting stuck in the field and and i think the tractor turned up to help tow people out at the end of the day um ben what was going on in your head like how are you dealing with that because you know there's going to have been let's say 250 more riders down the track since your last run and a lot of rainfall
2: um <clears throat> well i guess you know I think from my well, I was I was pretty pleased <laughs> to be sitting in eighth after the first run. So part of me was thinking, yeah, bring it on! If this like completely wrecks it and no one can go faster, that's great. I'm really happy. <laughs> so in a way, I was hoping for that. Um, I guess the flip side of that is sometimes a lot of rain can sort of like wash the filth off and and uh, in, improve conditions. <clears throat> didn't really know until we were like queuing up queuing up for the uplift and the uplift for race runs takes you from basically the finish line so other categories were coming in and we could hear that everyone was going faster basically so kind of knew that the conditions at that point we knew that conditions must be better better than they were more more favorable than than the first run
0: so did you go up with that in your mind then do you think right this is going to be a maybe a slightly better condition like maybe a little bit easier let's go go hard like how did you work your way into the run
2: uh well i guess for for me that's like all right pressure's pressure's back on you've got stuff to lose now um so you know my mindset then would be oh you you know you need to this this run's now more important than than the first one because it can be quite like the first pierce I got really confused at the finish line after second runs because you know people can um your you get uh <clears throat> I think each race run counts as a round of the of the race series but you the winner on the day is the fastest of those two times so you know people could move people could move up if they improve their time over the second run um so it <clears throat> took, took my simple brain a little bit of time got head head round it really, but it was clear that that run was going to be more important but and then you're thinking about well um if things have improved then what where what's the, what are the track condition's going to be like um where's that where's going to be better is it going to be everywhere or are there still going to be sections that are really wet and slippy so you're going into it you know what's coming on the track but you don't know what the conditions are like, so you're a little bit <clears throat> you're a little bit blind really
0: so how how did you approach them? Did you just try and feel your way into like pushing as you went down the track and try and like build into the run or did you go hard from the get go like
2: um I've never really built into runs, so it was
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> just all in
2: just, I wouldn't say all in um I think it it seemed pretty clear early on that there was a lot more grip than there was in the first first run. The rain had washed the top surface off so that sort of first rooty section even though the roots were, st- were really slippy still there was a lot more grip in between them and that kind of carried on all the way down the all the way down the track really there was just more grip everywhere and I can remember coming out of the dark wood section and onto some of the sort of looser Lomia turns and thinking "Wow, oh, there's like um you know not unlimited grip here there's loads of grip here there's way more than there has been and that you could really go at it for for the rest of the course. And it was pretty much like that all, all the way down. I think even, um, <clears throat> even the last sort of open drop down to the finish and stuff felt like there was, it was, it, there was more grip and less, not friction, I suppose, less, less filth slowing you down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Were you happy yeah. with
0: the run? Did it feel like a good, like committed yeah, yeah. run clean?
2: Yeah it it was clean um, hit more stuff than the first run probably uh, I think the only sketchy bit I can remember is there was a big step down jump across the road into a really fast kind of like right hand right hand turn with a berm turn and the berm sort of petered out at the end and there's a big breaking bump in it a breaking hole in it at the end and it's straightened in the middle and <clears throat> Almost lost it there, but then uh, it didn't affect speed into the next section too much.
0: Nice, good so, work. Yeah,
2: good a good run. I was dead, dead happy with yeah. it.
0: John, yeah. Johnny, what about you? Like, Did you have the same feeling in your head that this was the opportunity to go a decent chunk faster, like the conditions were going to be better to ride? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I thought the same as Ben. It was the conditions were... Um, the rate had definitely improved things, um so i tried to to go faster and just it was a lot more intensity but scrappy and mistakes the whole way down um um but it it was it was quicker so yeah it was um and from that respect it was good but from whether i was happy with it not really but it was what it was it was you know best of a best of the situation
0: so yeah it was it was alright yeah, how are you feeling physically when it came to that end of the weekend? You definitely seemed a bit, a little bit brighter on the Sunday morning, but
1: yeah, the you know the steady intake of paracetamol had kept things you know at 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 bay as much as it could. So and then uh, some some of it you've just got to be um, positive about things and you know not get let it get to you. And then I think I did a reasonable job of that and just kind of cracked on really.
0: Yeah, there wasn't too much pedaling on the track as well. I would say. Yeah, no, I was. You know,
1: that's a saving grace, really. There was a couple of bits, but beyond that, you could get away with not pedaling too much. So, you know, it was. If we'd have gone somewhere, I don't know. I don't know what a peddy track is these days. It would have been a mess.
2: <laughs> a complete mess. It's pro- I mean, there's probably poor, more <clears throat> poor meddling, more peddling. At um, uh, the previous two rounds, wasn't there like long pedals crossed across the finish? Bit of a bit yeah. of pedal off the start line. You were really straight into it at Hopton, and with you know, odd bits here and there, but yeah, nothing major. Which was surprising from the, the like preview cams we'd w- looked at. Yeah, it
1: looked like they might it might be could,
2: quite peddly, even in the wet as well. It just
1: it wasn't like claggy, or you know, you could just carry. Pace down the the track really easily, so I think that that was one of the reasons why I was you know I think we had so much kind of fun in practice was that it, the track did flow really well, the uplists were super quick, and you, you could have done as many runs as you really you could were physically able to, and not being as say as tired as you were at at Ballot where the the a run took a lot out of you.
0: And it's I mean it is a lot shorter run as well as like around two two and a half minutes compared to like yeah close to four minutes So it is a short track but I think for the like the hill looks pretty small but they've somehow put together a like fast fun flowing track on it it's doesn't that you don't expect it when you see the size of the hill but it works pretty well eh? yeah
1: they do a really good job really good job
0: yeah fair play so Ben why you ended up in uh fourth Johnny I think you ended up in an 11th is that right yeah I think so yeah, surprised by anything there, Ben? You seem kind of <laughs> shocked to be informed.
2: Surprised,
0: yeah.
2: I <laughs> was dead surprised, um, just because it was so much. Of, uh, like in terms of placing, like placing in order, as way higher than the first round. I think it was twenty fifth at the first round, something like that. <clears throat> it's a lot higher up. We talked we talk about, like, on Roots and Rain, they have, like, a, your percentage off the fastest time in the category. And I'd set myself, I think I wanted to get, like, if I, I was 12% off at the first round, maybe 10% was what I was aiming for. And under eight, I think I would have been really pleased. And it was, like, seven and a bit percent off. So I was well happy, basically. Um, <clears throat> but it's working working out like your performance relative to the races is really, is really tricky. Like that fastest percentage of fastest time in categories, one way of doing it. Your placing is another, but we we were looking at the, I was looking at the, if I'd gone that much faster at the first round, that would have put me in the same position as Johnny, who is 10th, 10th, I think at the first round. So the like, the percentage of your time off the winner doesn't necessarily relate to your position in, in the race Mm -hmm. um yeah so i guess different depending on different track conditions and the field and maybe the length of the race there's lots of different things that affect affect that
0: yeah how would you account for that like it's quite a progression from 25th at the first round you could have believed that national champs was I think you thought like, okay, you go quite well in the wet. Maybe there's a bit of luck. There's a smaller category. There's a few like big names that crashed out. I think you could, you could, you managed to excuse your way into third place there. But like (laughs) this one, like there's, you know, a lot of good riders there. Everyone was going well, like, okay, it was wet and you do seem to sort of thrive in those conditions. But what would you put, how would you describe how you've gone from 25th to fourth in one season, three
2: races? uh i think there's probably a couple of things i think the first thing is uh first race i under I, i think i probably could have gone faster there but i wasn't really maybe it's partly to do with the speed and comfort of 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 me on that on that fast course but probably as well i maybe didn't try didn't put in max effort at that at that race Uh, Maybe rode a bit more within myself and as the season's gone on I've got a bit more comfortable with the bike and the being at those sort of races and that's helped. I think the other thing is just that focus on focus on technique Um, putting some work into that. I definitely feel like a better better rider at the end of this year uh, than, than at the start of the season for sure. Yeah,
0: that's good to hear. Like the amount of work that you've put in of focusing on how you're riding, putting a clock against it every now and again, both at the races and away from the races, you feel like that's that's paid
2: off, and you're riding a bike yeah, better than you yeah. were six months ago. <clears throat> and is, is there something that Johnny said a few episodes back about uh, how how much it's how much it's possible to improve your time after your sort of first sighting run? And I was really it's really, he's like, I think, yeah, I mean, like 10% off or something like that. Everyone can knock six seconds, a minute off, and I was like, yeah, right, that's nonsense, but in practice, it is possible. And I think that just showed if you focus um, on focus on technique and just focus on the task in hand as well, it um, can make a big difference. Yeah. And that's definitely. Uh, it's stuck with me throughout the season and it seems to have helped, definitely.
0: Yeah, of course. Cool. Good to see. And, Johnny. I think,
2: sorry, to, just to, to kind
0: of re-
1: say something um, about what Ben was talking about. I think Ben's got into it more as the season's gone on. Like, I seem to remember at the beginning he was uh, like a, slightly ambivalent about, you know, uh, what, how his results might go and then slowly his like keenness and eagerness and determination has kind of like slowly ticked up during the season and the competitiveness has slowly ticked up yeah, during that, the season yeah. <laughs> and and then like the excitedness to go downhill racing because at the beginning at the beginning we were like oh you know is this you know what, what's this like versus enduro and the first race i remember clashed with a an enduro that we generally do on a yearly basis. You're like, well, you know, is it better than being at the Bulky Bash? And and then towards the end we're like, oh god, gagging to go downhill racing again. Um so I think, you know, as an as an observer, it seems like Ben's got like like keener and keener and keener as we've gone on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think well, yeah, confidence. And familiar I think familiarity with the the setting, like being at a downhill race um getting to know people there because everyone's been super friendly so i've got to know a load of the vets um and that's helped as well definitely i'm i definitely perform better when i feel like i'm when i feel at home and know where i am and uh, feel happy with what's around me so yeah that's
0: yeah it's, it's, it's a super been a nice crew at well. those events and yeah, Johnny, your your performance then obviously like hampered by being pretty pretty blooming ill to be fair. Like especially at the start of the weekend. Fair play for stepping up to the plate and actually managing to ride through that. Um, I think you were tenth at the first round, eleventh at this round. So like position wise, pretty similar. Do you think the the potential was there for a uh, you know an improvement in the same way that Ben's been able to move up the result sheet? So it was just hampered by the kind of the illness and various other things or like how, how do you feel like imbalance about that performance
1: uh, i'm pretty happy with it all things considered um you know at the beginning of the this, the year my goals were to uh have fun with you guys ride fast and leave in one piece so i think you know two of the three were definitely checked you know i didn't obviously get to ride with you this that weekend so <laughs> you know can't take that box off you and we didn't really get to write with you at the second race either. So no. I've still got that as a goal, uh, maybe for some point in the future. Um, but it, it would have been nice to kind of, a, you know, a work on getting faster at that race, but you know, you've got to roll with the punches and take what, you know, what, what you can get. So yeah. I was pretty happy, pretty, pretty happy with the run, to be honest. And, you know, I was, wasn't too far away from, you know... Um, the riders ahead of me, I think I was on the wrong side of a second, would have put me top 10. So,
0: yeah, I was pretty, pretty happy. Yeah, the time considered. gap between you and Ben was only like three seconds, I think. So it wasn't a huge gap. There was quite a lot of riders uh, in quite a small chunk of time in that top 15. So, yeah, it wouldn't have taken a lot to to shift you up the order a little bit. And, um, yeah, I, I had some good physio last week. Um, highly recommend people like if they can spending that bit of money on getting things checked out and looked at, it was really reassuring. So shout out to Meg Thompson sports rehab. Um, Like she spent probably 10 minutes talking through what happened, trying to understand like how I'd like hurt myself, what I'd done, asked loads of questions to work work all that out and then went through and like did loads of work on my shoulder. Um, And yeah, pretty good. Um, prognosis basically she thinks i've got away pretty lightly i've got pretty good strength and mobility in it considering i think i was a week after the accident when i saw her um so yeah she's given me six weeks so three two-week blocks of rehab exercises to do um but yeah should be all good uh back up to full strength pretty soon which is good because i think sometimes those injuries can take you out for like a few months so it's pretty good that it's, uh, it's not too bad. And, yeah, stoked to actually get someone that really knows what they're doing to look at it and uh, poke around at it and get it into a better shape. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend a good bit of physio. It's helped a it's, lot.
2: It's quite impressive because I've seen you this weekend just gone, yeah. which is two weeks after, Yeah. and you, were, you weren't riding riding, but you were well enough to jump on the e-bike and ride to the trailhead with us yeah don't tell (laughs) (laughs) me i
0: said can i i've got some friends coming up to visit at the weekend can i go riding she was like no you shouldn't but i'm guessing you probably will so just don't do anything stupid so yeah like it was nice to come out and uh yeah at least show you guys to the tops of the trails and uh see your stoked faces when you pedal back up from the bottom (laughs) of them so yeah it's good actually it, it felt pretty good like i definitely wouldn't want to crash on it at the moment and there was a lot of crashing going on considering the conditions up here this weekend um but yeah it's definitely in a decent enough spot that i can i can uh sit on the kicker in the garage i can uh do a bit of work there got all the physio rehab stuff to get done and uh, i can definitely get out on the e-bike for some real gentle stuff so fingers crossed we'll be back on it in the not too distant future but yeah thanks chaps it's uh It wasn't the weekend that I was looking for, but it was, as always, great to see you guys like throwing yourselves at it, going all in, and um, coming away with some impressive results and performances, especially given everything that was thrown at everyone um, over the weekend. So, yeah, thanks for coming along and getting stuck in. And, yeah, we'll find some time in the next couple of weeks to chat a bit about like our thoughts on the season, maybe what we might want to do, next year whether we want to do a bit more racing we'll talk about some of the kit that we've used because there's definitely been some real highlights um out of everything that we've we've had the opportunity to ride this season so until then thanks for your time look after yourselves and hopefully i get a ride in with both of you pretty soon
2: okay right. see you cheers, cheers. <laughs>
0: that's it for this episode of Downtime Goes Downhill. We really hope you've enjoyed it. A huge thank you to the brands who've helped us make this happen, and that's Canyon Bikes, Fox Suspension, Wahoo Fitness, Fox Clothing and Protection, Maxxis Tyres, Magura Brakes, and We Are One Composites Wheels. Over the off-season, there's going to be some episodes with experts in the field to help us all get better at riding our bikes fast downhills. So make sure you don't miss the next episodes. Give the podcast a follow by hitting that button in your podcast app now or by heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. Also, if you've got friends who you think would enjoy this mini-series, then please spread the word and let them know. All right, that's it for this episode. There's going to be more episodes coming soon, but until then, get out and ride.